I'm walking all alone down my yellow brick road and I stomp to the beat of my own drum. Got my pockets full of dreams and they're busting at the seams Going boom, boom, boom to my own song So today I have a guest with me, Grace Cobb, and I'm really excited to get to know you and to bring you to the audience and just dive right in and find out things that you're involved in now and um, where you seem to think the direction of your life will be headed. So welcome, Grace. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Well, I'm delighted. And what the way I'd like to start off is introduce yourself to the listeners as to who grace is today and uh, that might be personally professionally just who do people know grace as well i am currently a student at auburn university i in the fall i will be a senior and i'm so excited um i started i'm actually a wedding photographer um and i started my business my senior year of high school um, I had been really interested in photography all throughout high school and I was really excited but I launched my business my senior year of high school and was just kind of went out on a whim about it and but right now I'm uh, majoring in media studies I wanted to kind of enhance my um, my business and kind of add to that and I've learned a lot about the background of media and all that kind of stuff, but I am um, I'm right now during quarantine. I've been living with um, back in Prattville with um, my parents, and so that's been it's actually been a really good time to kind of just take it easy. Um, but yeah, I I've really enjoyed um, like my time at Auburn and that kind of stuff. So, well, let's jump in and take some of all of that apart. Um, high school, my goodness, you had a lot of other things you could have been doing. Um, weddings would have meant weekends and being involved that that way and then the wedding is a one-shot deal and so that's a lot of responsibility taking on at such a young age so kind of dive into that world for me just a little bit what what made you even go okay I'm going to do this and then to the pressure how'd you handle the pressure <laughs> well, so my aunt, um, I call her Missy. Um, her name's Sharon, so I don't know where I got Missy from. But um, when I was really young, Missy would travel. She would go all over the place. I mean, like, she spent time in Amman, Jordan. She would go to Paris. She would go all over. And she would bring back these, like, incredible, incredible photos. And I remember being a young girl just sitting at her computer 
and just like gawking at these exotic places and just dreaming for the day that I could go and see those places too. Um, and so I just kind of naturally got drawn to having a camera with me. And so in high school, I started shadowing a local photographer. Um, and I did that just a few times and I just fell in love with it. Um, I went to her to um, kind of a more, it was on the, the, the rooftop of a, um, of a, I don't know, like a downtown Montgomery building. And so it was beautiful, more like city kind of vibe to it. And then I went to one that was um, out in eclectic, which, you know, it was like big open field, like, and I just remember being like, just speechless at how amazing like that, that day was. Um, and so I just kind of started and it was terrifying, terrifying to do my first wedding. I, and I started, um, my first wedding, I charged $500, which is so, oh my goodness, that's that like, oh my goodness. It's just funny to see like already to see like the growth. Um, cause $500 is very cheap for a wedding photographer. Um, but I had absolutely no idea what I was doing. I can assure you that. <laughs> and yeah. I was terrified. I was so terrified because it is a lot of pressure. It's like a one time you get one chance. <laughs> yeah. You can't say, Hey, could you kiss her again? I missed that. Right. So. right. Oh my goodness. And like the, the first kiss and then his reaction, um, especially if they haven't done a first look before, um, like getting his reaction on, on camera is just, oh man. And I luckily I did get his reaction and I got the first kiss that first wedding, but it, there was just so many things that I could, I wish I could go back and just like warn myself about, about that, that first wedding. Oh really? Um, because like it was what? an interesting. What, what's one of the things that stands out in your mind that, that you would tell yourself as a, a professional who's had some experience under your belt now, what would you tell yourself? Well, I, for one, like just technical wise, I wish I could go back and talk to my brides about time, my, that bride about timing. Um, because when you have a, I don't know, I guess it was probably a six o'clock wedding and in, in late in the fall and sunsets at six twenty. like, <laughs> you know, you got, you've got about this much time to get those, especially if you haven't done a first look. Um, you have literally about 15 minutes to get family picture. I mean, that's everything like ceremony, family pictures, bridal portraits, like everything. So I know. Oh my gosh. And it's a time crunch. <laughs> it is. And I remember panicking. I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. There, there's, there's nothing left for me to do. And at that point, really, I think that I did handle well because I, I don't do, I, I think I do do well under pressure, but I don't let it show that I'm panicking most yeah. of the time. <laughs> Your private so, pressure. <laughs> right, right. I kind of just like fake it till I make it kind of thing under pressure. <laughs> well, that's a good trait. Um, <laughs> as guess. long as you make it. Um, right. well, well, okay. You must have the entre entrepreneur spirit. I mean, they're, there is a lot to that and going and, and 
taking pictures was one thing, but then the editing and the time, I mean, it, it's pretty, the business side of it is also pretty expansive. So would you define yourself as an entrepreneur? I think so. I remember being a kid and like trying to, to sell art, like drawing, like paintings or whatever, trying to sell things like just doing whatever I could to like make a buck pretty much. And, um, when I was in high school, actually, before I started my, my photography business, I actually had a greeting card company. Um, it was called September paper company. And I went to like the city fest thing, um, in my hometown and I did all kinds like cards, um, sympathy cards, thank you cards, all kinds of different things. And I do calligraphy and, um, I even did like a few invitations for like baby showers or bridal showers, that kind of thing. So I think like I've always had that, like that kind of entrepreneur spirit. Yeah, well, it sounds like you take your talents, and it also sounds like I really echoed just there, so I'm not real sure what that did. Um, but it sounds like you take your talents and you really move them toward what you're really good at. Have you have you had an experience where you go, mm, that's not my forte, that's not something I want to do, a photography situation or, or anything along the same lines of making a buck? Um, I think one thing I, I've loved to do, but I think it's just, I could see myself slowly moving um, away from that. And I, it is such a passion of mine, but um, like huge ginormous weddings, I think are so much fun to do. Um, but I think like the, I've had just a handful of really intimate ceremonies um, which is fitting now that we're in quarantine and that's really all that we can do. But right. <laughs> um I just love the, the intimate, like family backyard wedding. Um, I would love in the future to be able to move towards, um, more along the lines of intimate ceremonies, um, and eventually get into like only elopements and small intimate weddings. So, so I didn't know elopement photography was a thing. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's, that's the dream. That's where I hope to uh to go in the future but i right now i'm really enjoying being able to to take pictures around like a lot of the people i graduated with or a few years older than me are getting married now and so i've really been enjoying get getting to do that and be a part of their day and that kind of thing so so you came in where all the photography is digital um did you have you dipped back into the past any at all with um, having old time um, development? I have. I actually, my dad um, collected old timey cameras um, when he was, when he was, I don't even know, just younger. And so we had, and my grandmother had a bunch of cameras. And so we have them in our guest bedroom, like displayed. Um, And so that's so cool that I feel like, um, I have a piece of her with me, but, um, I do have two film cameras and, um, it's been really cool to be able to, to play with those. Um, I usually try and take it cause I'm definitely not an expert on film. Um, but I usually try and take it to sessions and just kind of play with it. Um, and just kind of see, um, but I'm still definitely 
definitely still learning the ropes of film and that kind of thing. It's very different. It's, it's a very different skill. Um, oh, yeah, I, I will catch myself taking a picture and then looking like looking to the back of it. and like, I can't I can't see it yet. <laughs> yeah, that that is that probably changed your industry, being able to instantly know whether you had a good take or not. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. definitely. Definitely. Well, take me to Auburn. So um, going into school, you didn't put this down. You didn't put the, the photography aside. So what's that like being in school and still managing your business? That was definitely, definitely a challenge for me. I think going into my first year of school, I um, had a lot of change across the board. Um, you know, moving to a new city. Um, I had just gone through just a lot of different personal changes. Um, and so I think photography was kind of really the only thing I had um, that felt so familiar to me. Um, and so I think I just kind of ran with it. I remember I would set up these, I, I would go to the window in my living room at my first apartment and I would set a, like a white um, linen shirt down and then I would make this kind of what's from the past but it helped me I would make a fake invitation and I would find like shoes that kind of looked like a shoes a bride would wear and I'd get earrings and I would just kind of like practice um, detail shots of like stationery and rings and that kind of thing and I did that a lot I um, and that's kind of definitely another example of faking it till I make it kind of thing. I just, I wanted to enhance those skills. And especially I was new to Auburn. No one really knew me, um, especially clients. Um, and if I did have a client, I'd have to travel back home um, to Prattville, which was only about an hour away. Um, but it was still, I was just really craving those clients in Auburn. That's pretty good. That's ingenious to both work on your trade and then, build a, a portfolio that may or may not be a real portfolio, but a portfolio is what you can do. So you're putting your, your skills together there. So what'd your friends think? I mean, did, were they like, ah, oh, Grace is not around. She's taking pictures. I mean, is that kind of some of what you had to make a choice on? I, I think a lot of times my, my best friend's name is Taylor and she is drop dead gorgeous, long blonde hair, like bright blue eyes. And so she, from the time I started having this idea of doing photography sophomore year of high school, she was my guinea pig. I would put her in, there was this one, I think this was the first time that I had like an idea of, I like this. I like being in front of the camera or I like being behind the camera. Um, it was, had had just rained and it had flooded in my backyard and I put her in a long like flowy skirt and I put her in the pond and she had wet hair, but it was just, I remember feeling like this is where I feel most creatively alive. And so I was able to continue doing that with her. I would have these ideas and I'd just be like, yes, let's do that. Let's go to a tennis court and let's, um, the, the lines like in the tennis court would just, I had this just vision in my head. Um, and so she, every time was like, yes, I'll do it. Uh, you can put paint in my hair or you can put like, 
put me in a freezing cold pond. Um, this past Christmas break, we came home and I had this idea, kind of the same thing with the pond, but I was like, I want you to get in the swimming pool in all black and I want you to like just kind of float around in the pool while I take pictures of you. And uh, she was like, okay. And the water was like 40 something degrees. And <laughs> and she, we got it all on video too, which was so funny, but she was, she almost started crying. She was so cold. So it that having her kind of just being like, yeah, sure, I'll just do whatever. That's been so, so helpful. And she's amazing anyway, but um, that's been something that I've been able to like, she's always there to help me um, creatively or not. Um, but that's been awesome to be able to have like a friend who's so supportive of whatever I do. That's great. That's pretty rare. So um, go down that friend path a little bit for me. Um, growing up's hard. And I know that I've told my girls and, and have believed this myself. If, if you have even a couple of friends that you can list on one hand that are true, true friends, then, then that's pretty valuable. What's your take on friendship? I, so I think that like friendship is such an important thing. And I think growing up, I so, so dearly like yearned for that that those close friends um and I think as a just as a girl like I wanted that like tribe and my, this is a conversation my mom and I've had recently like you want that like tribe that those close um knit group of girls that you know you go to the beach together you go shopping together like all that kind of stuff the ones that you see in movies kind of thing um but we were, my mom and I actually talked about this recently, that like sometimes you don't find your tribe until later in life. That's it. Not always is a tribe like a Taylor friend that you grow up with. Um, and I think that's really important. And I, I wish I had known that in junior high when I was literally searching everywhere for that, those group of girls. And of course, you know, friends come and go in your life. And I think they're there in a season definitely for a reason you grow and um um i've had you know there and i don't think i feel like sometimes when you when you have a friend that that comes and goes it's you kind of look at it as maybe like a negative thing like oh we're not that close anymore but i think that's such a like a such a valuable thing i was friend with friends with her for a time and now you know we've grown apart but i don't think that that always has to be um a bad thing. I think that that's, we were friends for a time and I don't know. I just think that that's something that's, um, worth acknowledging that, you know, we grew together and, you know, now we're going our separate ways, but that's okay. Well, and somewhat it's can be the, the idea that, uh, you got where you are because you had those friends and they got where they are because you were their friend. Um, and I will just tell you that sometimes it comes way back around to people that you don't think you'll reconnect with years down the road. So, you know, there's, there's value to not throwing out any, um, friendship. Right, so right. 
So what was it like when you went to Auburn? I mean, you, you went to a fairly small high school, I think, didn't you? Yes, um, and so um, going into big world um, and that's, um, that's, that's an adjustment. What was that like? So I, I graduated high school and I applied for Auburn um, and actually didn't get in my first, my freshman year. Um, and so I went to Southern Union, um, the community college right down the road. Um, it was about 20 minutes away from Auburn, but I still lived in Auburn. Um, and that was a hard time for me. That was, that was challenging because I knew zero people who went to Southern Union. Um, and but I had the reason I was so persistent about going to Southern Union was I had a full ride. And so it just financially obviously made sense to, to go there. So I went there and that was, that was really, that was a really difficult season. Um, because like I said before, like I had a ton of change going on. Um, the friendships that I did have, I feel like were kind of suffering. Um, moving into a new season um, and all of the people who are my age were going through the same thing. I feel like every freshman in college has that, that first semester is just kind of rough. You're just um, experiencing, I mean, it's, it's good, but it's, you're experiencing these, these new things and everyone's busy and everyone's trying to find their place. And, but that first, that first semester when I was at Southern Union, it was tough. Um, and when I finally got to Auburn, I felt like I was able to, I was able to see, and I felt like I missed out my freshman year um, because everyone was walking on the concourse together. They were like having picnics on Sanford lawn, which is all Auburn things, you know, but I was like, I cannot wait to do that. I cannot wait to be a student at Auburn. Um, And I think like when I was finally able to do that, it was, it was definitely, um, something that I had been waiting to do. Um, but I think that just that first year or really first semester for any college student, that's tough. Um, it's just a lot of change. And, um, I know, like you said, from me going from a small Christian school, um, high school to a ginormous university, that's a huge change. Um, yeah, that was, that was a lot. Did you feel like you were prepared? Um, I think the, definitely the community college helped me transition for sure. Um, just getting that like college, college sort of experience, like getting ready to go to Auburn. Um, and in high school I did take, um, I had a semester done of high school from taking classes at Faulkner. Um, and so I think I, I had an idea of what a, college class would look like. Then I kind of took another step and moved and went to the same kind of um, size of a college class. And then, so I do think I was um, more prepared than a normal small sized high school student would be just because I did have that kind of step steps to get me to Auburn kind of thing. Yeah. Kind of a transition. So, right. Right. Tell me about um, your degree, the media degree. What does that look like today? I, I, I have an applied communications degree um, from the 
eighties. So it's pretty different than it than it is now. So what does a, a media degree mean today? So um me it's media studies and media studies is underneath the umbrella of communications. Um, and so I take, I've taken a ton of communications classes. Um, and I think those are really interesting. Um, so media studies is the umbrella of communications. And so really like the classes I'm taking this summer are kind of funny. Like when I first read the, that I was taking, I was like, this does not seem like a college class, but um, it's really a film, um, a, like a filter. Um, and so I am taking um, a class on teen film and TV, um, which is like John Hughes movies, um, like Ferris Bueller and The Breakfast Club and Without a Cause, that kind of stuff. Um, and then I'm taking a um chick flicks class uh, so we're talking about that's more along the lines of like women in um like why are women as a certain way and then i'm taking like a communications and journalism class um so different and then i'm taking a finite math but <laughs> um which is no fun but yeah it's it that the classes are so in, so interesting and it doesn't feel like class um definitely still a lot um for for a class but um that's been so cool about my major is because i'm like how how do i get to learn about the breakfast club in class <laughs> and uh like my friend who's a psychology major like she's having to like learn all the parts of i don't know whatever learning but <laughs> i'm getting to talk ferris bueller in my class <laughs> yeah and how it applies to what you're right. you're learning um so you've gone through a huge transition with how school had to abruptly change with the covid and being in quarantine and school ending up early and and um so everything transitioned to online is that pretty much how things happened for you and what you're, the classes you're talking about now are online? Yes, ma'am. I, um, I, I guess middle of March, um, it was actually my spring break when everything happened. And so we got an email at the end of spring break and just saying, don't come back to Auburn. Um, we ask you that you don't come back and you take, you know, like go home pretty much. And, that was just, it was so crazy. And at first it almost felt like, yay, like we don't have to go back to school yet. And then like we got home and it was like, wait, <laughs> what is going on? And that's, you know, of course that was when everything started getting like almost, almost on the verge of like scary because it was like, what is going on? Like the world is just shutting down. Um, and I, it was, it was crazy because I was six days away from going, flying out to Northern California for a workshop. And I know I was six days away and the whole time, like they had, it was the very end of March. And so this was the middle of March when everything was happening. And they were like, we have a good feeling about this. Like, it's okay. Like we're gonna, we're still planning on having the workshop, like all this stuff. And then six days before they were like, wait, this actually sounds like a really big deal. <laughs> we're going to cancel or we're going to reschedule. So 
that was um that was that was really not fun but just having to reschedule weddings and that kind of thing is just it's yeah um, so you've had it from both sides you've had it from school and then you've had it from your professional work too so that's that's been kind of an adjustment all the way around yeah um the first wedding i i rescheduled um it oh my gosh it, it broke my heart because um he was is a marine and he yeah his leave got canceled and so what they were they had like a 10 day window that he was going to be home and um it got canceled and they told him he can't he can't go anywhere and she uh, and she handled it with such grace and it was just like it gives me chills thinking about it and so um they're actually already married they got married um, I, they did like a little ceremony, but their wedding will be in December when he is able to come home. Um, and so I'll still photograph that and everything, but yeah, that was a, that was a tough time because that was just, you know, I mean, and she hadn't seen him for like three or four months beforehand. They got engaged, he left and all that kind of stuff. So yeah. But it really unravels some, some plans and, course it's impacted you know people's lives too and in really permanent and big ways but um but it is devastating just emotionally and trying to figure out what you have to do as a professional with it um so with with your school i mean there's there's a lot more to college than just class so you've had to just kind of reel through that and get all your things home and um close up i mean that that's big but then you're probably on the cusp of um internships so does that are you seeing that play out for yourself and some friends and what kind of emotion goes into that yeah i um and you know growing up like you have these ideas of what you want to do um i and it's crazy the plans that i thought i had versus the plans that are playing out now which obviously no one planned for a global pandemic, but um, I wanted my internship to be in LA. <laughs> and now I'm doing it at the church, um, at my parents' home church down the road. So, which is, and it, it's totally, I, I've really just tried to embrace this quarantine um, because I know that the Lord is preparing like my heart, there's a reason I didn't get to go to LA um, and work at a church there for an internship. Um, and so it's, I think that there's definitely like, yes, plans have definitely changed. Like my internship was not what I thought it was going to be. Um, but I think that there's definitely a reason for that. Although I don't know what it is yet, but <laughs> yeah, I think um, we're all in that. There's a reason for something, but it's like, revelation is not on the forefront so, right right well um okay you've talked about a couple of things that that i want to hit on you you made a mention that growth is hard so if you look over your experience so far um have there just been some real growing moments for you yeah with with business or with school or with everything everything either or whatever direction you want to go. <laughs> yeah. I, um, so with my business, um, 
uh, definitely growing is is so difficult with the business. I think it's it's exciting in the fact that like yes, like I'm getting more clients. I'm like my name's getting out there, that kind of thing. But it's hard because I think like being in a a spot where like I can't outsource yet, like I can't hire an assistant yet. Um, but like, there's definitely things that I can't juggle by myself. Um, I hire, like I have an assistant when I go to weddings. Um, so someone to kind of like run back and forth with me. Um, but like, I, you know, I think that's, that's difficult, um, especially in the season that like I'm currently in. Um, so I think that like, it's just difficult learning how to balance different things. Um, I'm, for example, I'm terrible at social media, um, which is funny because I'm an, a media major and um, they, we talk about that. Um, and my internship is media. Um, but like balancing my business Instagram, I just feel like I'm just not great at. I, uh, I'm just not like, I get really overwhelmed with it. Um, and so learning to do that and learning to balance that has just been definitely something that has taken time. Well, it's always harder to do your own than it is somebody else's. I mean, you cannot have the vision and you can have, oh, well, you've got to do this and you can push them that way. But it, when it's, I think there's probably two reasons. One is it's just tough to be your own cheerleader. And then two, it's tough to allow yourself the time that it takes to do it, but yet you'll give that time to somebody else. And so matter of fact, you'll give that time to somebody that's not even paying you. So, I mean, that's just kind of how it, how it plays out for, for me anyway, of um, it's just harder to, to focus. But I mean, they, they have that old saying of the cobbler's children don't wear shoes um, because he's fixing everybody else's shoes instead of their <laughs> own. So I think that's pretty valid. Um, right. Well, do you have a, a routine or a practice or something that you do that, that regrounds you or gets you started or going or just some kind of um, anchor? Yeah, I definitely, I, I've struggled with anxiety since I was a um, in junior high and that I think, especially with owning a business and being in, um, in college. And I feel like everybody who struggles with that has their own, um, I guess, kryptonite, like whatever they, uh, they are struggling with at the moment. But I think like the Lord has definitely helped me through, um, being so overwhelmed with my business. Cause I'll get in these little ruts where, like creatively, I can't think of anything. I'm like, what is going on right now? And I just feel like the Lord gives me just that motivation that I need. Um, and so I think that like spending time um, not with my business, kind of like shutting the computer, getting out um, and just like, I don't know, just really just, it sounds corny, but just like turning, turning everything off um, and just like, focusing on other things um, definitely helps me get motivated as, as crazy as that sounds. Um, but like, as far as like a, a daily routine in quarantine, there's really not like, I think it's funny that a lot of people um, 
are getting like tips on being productive during quarantine and like all this kind of stuff. And I'm just like, I'm getting the stuff that I need to be done. Um, there's still sessions going out, like at galleries going out, um, that kind of thing. But as far as like, I've gotten a few tasks done that I kind of just like put on the back as far as like a daily agenda. That's just not happening right now. <laughs> it's tough to make it happen for sure. Yeah. Um, well, let's jump outside of, of pandemic time and, um, and, uh, you know, just in our, talking I, I mean this is different for me because I've always done them in person and so I'm shifting to going ahead and embracing the online interview and it's it's a different connection it's different to just kind of relax and and get the talk going but but in making that transition I kind of get to peek into where people are and what what they're doing so um, I noticed behind you or to the side of you you have a world map so um, and an interesting one actually so um travel that's that's something that you um have an interest in yeah this is actually a travel map it's a scratch map so i get to scratch off the places that i've gone well that's Um, cool yeah i i got i think i got it for like my 12th birthday or something and it's been hanging in my room since um but yeah i um in November I got to scratch off my first little piece of Europe um I went to Copenhagen with my aunt my Missy um who I talked about earlier and said that was incredible that was just out of this world like being able to like I remember and she has traveled my entire life so and we were sitting on the plane you know the nine hour trip over to um Germany which was our connecting flight and she was like are you ready and I was like ready for what and she was like you're about to step foot like in Europe like this is it you're about to like a whole new world is about to be and I was like oh my gosh you're right like (laughs) this is it like a whole new world I'm about to uh like step foot on for the first time so that was so cool being able especially being able to share it with her and these little things over here are like um, little just graphics of like this one over here is a, a Mofley coast. I always say that wrong, um, but like Havana and Iceland, um, just different little graphics that I ordered uh, way back when, but of places that I would love to go. Um, so travel, I feel like is kind of all over all over my room. Yeah. So that seems to be uh, a pretty important component for your future. Yes, ma'am. Well, um, what would you tell yourself if you were talking to that 13 year old um, advice or encouragement? What would you, what would you tell yourself at that point? Yeah. 13 was a tough age for me too. That was when anxiety kind of made its first appearance for me. Um, So if I could tell my 13 year old self something at all, I think it would just be like, hang in there. Like it's, I promise there's so much, so much coming. Um, And I don't know. I think hope has just been like a reoccurring um, in the film world. It's called a motif. (laughs) Um, And I think it's just been a reoccurring theme throughout my life. Like just kind of 
like hope is on the horizon kind of thing. Um, and just joy, like count it all as joy and, uh, see, finding those, the little, like finding the joy in the ordinary kind of thing. I think it's just a huge, um, way to step out and just kind of be in the, in the kind of messy and yucky times like we're currently in, like just kind of finding like, okay, my plans have changed, but you know, I, I, I get to spend more time with my family. I get to spend more time doing like those things that I've put on the back burner for so long. Um, I just think joy and hope are like the two things that I, um, cling to the most. Um, because I do think that like there is the best is yet to come kind of thing. Um, and I think, especially if I could tell my 13 year old self, like, hang on, Gracie, the, the best is yet to come. Like, just, just wait, it's coming. Um, and just kind of saying that because I feel like that's something that I've clung, clung to for a long time now. Well, it appears that your um, parents or someone along the way has really prepared you. So were you raised to be independent thinking and doing what makes Grace happy and finding your passions and getting the tools that it takes to do that? Where, where'd that come from? How are you raised? Mm -hmm. Yeah. My parents are like, both of them are like two of the selfless, selfless people I've ever met. Um, my mom's a hospice nurse. Um, and just like the, the amount of like servant's heart that she has, um, is just something that I've, I'm, both of my parents lead by example. Um, they're, especially with me, I think they're not one to like, um, like monkey see monkey do kind of thing. Like they're not one to like, you need to do this, you need to do this. And then they go off and do something else. It's always been, I, they lead by example. Um, and so I think that's, a huge part of I think my independence um but I think um like my dad too just um he's always been somebody that people can come to and like confide in and my mom my mom as well but uh I think together they're definitely like a force to be reckoned with like as far as um servant's heart and selflessness so I think that that having that to look up to my whole life has definitely um definitely helped me grow um and my brother he is I have one sibling who's 16 years older than me and uh he was 16 when I was born so I had him to kind of look up to too and he played professional baseball and so he was I saw that independence in him um and I was just I just wanted to do you know I just wanted to have that that independence um just like him so <laughs> Well, that's great. So um, when you look at your life right now, what, what do you enjoy the most? Um, let's see. I think um, getting just to spend time with family right now, like family and friends, I think is just, um, just been such a blessing. Um, I've loved, loved getting to be able to dive into my business a lot in this season, quarantine and not um, before before everything kind of happened, I was really like running towards, um, 
growing my business a lot more, um, like for the workshop. I was so excited for that. Um, financially, that workshop was not a smart decision. <laughs> I, Probably I, just going West Coast. To yeah, I, I bought the ticket um, around Christmas time and um, I had 78 cents left in my, my business bank account. <laughs> Hey, so it's a <laughs> but I was able to to make that that make that money back, and so I was just like full force, like running towards, um, like let's do this, let's book the weddings, let's book the senior sessions, like, um, and so I think that like I've just really really enjoyed getting to um, getting to do that, and being with family I think is a huge thing right now in this current season I'm in, so. So what's coming? I mean, how school's going to be a little bit different. We really don't even know what it'll be come fall. Um, so what what's headed your way? You know, I don't know. I <laughs> There's um, still a lot of, like, um, unknown, um, I feel like, coming in the next several months. And I don't know. I think that... Um, knowing and like trusting that the Lord is, will always provide. Um, it's just really the only thing that I can cling to right now. Um, just knowing that like, I, we have no idea what's coming. Um, you know, and I think I've just kind of stopped listening to the news. Um, just everything is just crazy. And they're talking about like a second wave of stuff. And I'm like, Oh, well, like <laughs> I'll, I'll take care of me and like my family will be safe. Um, but I think just like focusing on like, yeah, the best is yet to come. Um, so I'm really excited and I'm really hopeful um, and incredibly joyful knowing the fact that like the best isn't the best days aren't behind me. The best days are, are coming. So definitely that if you had one superpower and it could be any superpower that you can imagine you can use it professionally personally but you have it for 24 hours what would it be and why and how would you use it oh my goodness oh this is like the lifelong question i don't think i've ever been able to decide what my superpower would be um Okay, I think the the being able to the oh my goodness telepath telepath telepathic powers. I don't know if that I said that right, but yeah. being able to like move different places. Um, twenty four hours, I feel like is a is a long time to be able to travel all over the world if we're not actually traveling. It's just like a snap. Um, yeah, that would be, that would be pretty great if I could just snap and I was in Copenhagen again or wherever. So that would be, that would be my superpower, I think. <laughs> would you take a camera with you? Oh, definitely. Definitely. <laughs> um, if someone wanted to get in touch with you, what's your contact? Um, I can, my website is Grace Cobb Photography. Um, and then I'm on Instagram and Facebook at Grace Cobb um, Photo on Instagram and then Grace Cobb Photography on Facebook as well. Um, and there's a contact form on my website that you can go to. Um, and it just asks you a bunch of different questions on like what you're looking for and all that kind of stuff. So, Great. Um, 
I really appreciate it. This has been fun. And I've enjoyed having you. I've enjoyed having you. I I do have one more question. I think that I'm seeing a tiny little tattoo on your arm. (laughs) Yes. It's like a wishbone. It is a wishbone. (laughs) So tell me about that. (laughs) So the wishbone is a matching tattoo with my best friend, Taylor, who I mentioned before. Um, We both have them. She got this. She paid for it on my 20th birthday. And um, it was kind of a, it's kind of funny because I feel like it ties this together so nicely, but um, we've been friends since we were both four and it's kind of just a, a, we wanted something that was like dainty, but we wanted um, just to kind of represent us and who we are and who we will be. Um, so it's just kind of like supporting each other and always following each other, like supporting each other's dreams. Um, and just kind of like the wish, the wishbone, like being able to, to go wherever, to travel wherever, to do wherever our dreams take us, like we'll always be best friends. <laughs> and uh, I feel like there should be a movie about that. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, so just um, like supporting each other is the main thing. I like that. And it is very dainty and, and I like it a lot, but that that's really neat. Well, thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Yes, and thank um, you. again, it's been awesome. Awesome. Yeah. It, it, this has been so great. Thank you so much. Find Stacked Keys Podcast on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, or anywhere you get your favorite podcast listen. You'll laugh out loud, cry a little, and find yourself encouraged. Join us for casual conversation that leads itself based on where we take it, from family to philosophy to work to meal prep toward beautifully surviving life. All I gotta do is count one, two, three Do my own drum Whatever you do, it ain't nothing on me